I'm Jared Waitley. Here's a snapshot of Wednesday, November 22. Brady Rawlings on the draft hall North Melbourne put together to get out of Dodge. Yeah, it has been a really important few years for us. Obviously, um, gone through a fair transition with some, some older players departing um, and the opportunity to bring in some, some really young talent. So, And picking up really high in the draft. Um, you know, we, we want to get that elite talent in to... To get us back to where we want to want to be on the ladder and and uh, ultimately, you know, pushing for silverware in the future. So um, yeah, really important couple of years of drafting for us. Joel Frazier shared the experience of being selected at 45 by the Bulldogs. Yeah, um, there was a few clubs that um, sort of had an idea on with um, Geelong and uh, Richmond and St Kilda, and then Bulldogs as well. But yeah, sort of around that 30 to 50 range, and then. Um, yeah, but as you know, it's quite unpredictable what could happen. So I um, was just, yeah, hoping and, yeah, grateful that the Bulldogs, yeah, picked me. So, yeah, couldn't be happier. Yeah, yeah, I spoke to, yeah, a few people at the Bulldogs and um, we'll go down, travel down to Footscray tomorrow um, and then, yeah, move in with uh, Libba tomorrow night. Um, and then, yeah, get stuck into training on Friday, which will be, yeah, awesome. So, so your initiation is going to be living with Libba? Yeah, yeah, can't wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you reckon that household might be like? Nah, just awesome. Uh, senior, experienced player, so I can't wait to get in and learn off you. New Port Adelaide recruit Will Lorenz is the grandson of Hawthorne great Graham Arthur. Um, not so much. I guess it kind of only, I guess the dream was came became a bit more realistic only last year for me. So I always played cricket and basketball as well and I wasn't too bad at those but I thought it was only last year where I it became my dream so I never really spoke to him a whole lot about it but um it was more about you know his memories when he played the stories he had to tell which were really good yeah did, did you love hearing those stories as a kid oh yeah definitely um it just you know make my day listening to those stories and now hopefully I can make a few of those as well he passed away a couple of years ago. Is is what do you think he would have thought last night, Will? Yeah, I think he would have been pretty proud of me. Um, I guess I'm kind of doing this for him as well. Um, he had six daughters, and I got a lot of cousins within the family, and I guess I'm the first cousin to do it. So I think he'd be he'd be really proud and would have loved watching me um, through the journey. And Matthew Monk put us in the lounge room of a family member as his draft dream became reality. Okay, so look, George, um, his immediate family, so he's my nephew. He, he sort of wanted, a, I guess, a select sort of little crew there. He didn't want much, but he wanted those who meant a bit to him and have followed his footy journey for, well, many years now. And look, there, there probably wasn't too much expectation night one, to be fair. We thought there was a small, smoky chance he might call, get called late. But we sort of went along Monday night not expecting too much. I dropped 60 bucks on the uh, nice food platter, if you know what I mean. And <laughs> we, had the, uh, we had the nice pork and coleslaw rolls. But we sort of left going, OK, same bat channel, same bat time tomorrow. But then I, I guess the, the anxiety started to grow a little. It was a long day uh, yesterday for everyone, uh, in particular George. He's pretty cool and calm, but even he was probably getting a bit fidgety. We all... Ascended there again, Nan and Pa and the whole crew. Same, it was almost like same seat, same seat. Yes. And then it was the long and arduous watch. I had friends texting and I'm just saying, this is horrific. I, I don't, you know, we, we didn't know what to do. We knew Geelong were keen, 
But when they took um, the chap from Werribee, you know, at 26 years of age, we sort of thought, oh, oh, oh Port Adelaide passed when they thought we, he might have taken him. So, mate, to, to explain it, it was it was awful, but absolutely euphoric at the end at pick 58. Former kangaroo Ben Cunnington has taken to retirement well. Now, my starting point, Ben, is so often I ask, where do I find you? And you might be my best answer yet. Where do I find you today? Well, I am retired, so you've, you've got me out on the water and we've had a good start to the day. We've got three snapper on the board, so that's where I am. <laughs> Your boat? Yeah, my boat. I, got, I just got a new boat too, so it's only about two weeks old. New Eden Craft, so um, very happy with it. And where did you set off from today? No, just home. We're, we're still in Melbourne, so just okay. off Altona. Um, so we're still in Melbourne for about another month and then once the kids finish school, then we, we get to move back to the farm and and begin our best life. And Peter Lawler shared some of the prevailing sentiments after Australia's World Cup victory over India. I was watching the game with my son and it was the strangest of feelings. I kept sort of having to remind myself that Australia were going towards victory because it just felt like a funeral. And I've never witnessed anything more anticlimactic in my life than that stadium and that win. And that's to take nothing away from it. Because as you say, one of the great, great, great World Cup um, performances by a team and by a person and just dead silence. Pradeep Magazine, who's a fantastic Indian writer, he's written a piece in The Wire uh, overnight, I think, and he talks about the sullen silence of a mass of people refusing even to breathe. And there has been a very interesting backlash, Jared, um, within India and outside of India against against sort of what Indian cricket's become. I reckon that I, I think a lot of the traditional in, Indian cricket fan loves cricket. We've all we all know that know that and recognises that. And you know, and I had talked during the um, series. You know, if you looked at the crowds at Calcutta, Chennai, Bombay. Bangalore, they're the traditional cricketing centres. There's a very definite feel to the crowds. And I've got a lot of Indian friends who are texting me during, you know, keeping contact during the um, tournament, saying just this. And I had a, a family text me and said, uh, we're, we're firmly in the anyone but India camp now. This Ahmedabad spectacle turns us off Indian cricket. It's this politicisation of the game. It's brash. It doesn't sit well with them. And I reckon it probably doesn't even sit well with the team, Jared. I, I, I don't think Rohit Sharma's that kind of captain. I think Virat Kohli had that kind of brash, you know, bold sense to him when he was on the field. But, yeah, I, I think there's an uncomfortableness among a lot of Indians with the way that that was conducted, that final, and the way that that crowd behaved too. I think they feel embarrassed. And that's just a snapshot. The full program and all interviews are available through the Waitley podcast. Subscribe at sen.com.au.